0: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: this is a transformative time for black america our income is at an all-time high and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented it's not just about dreaming anymore it's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints.
4: May 6, 2021, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Florida Governor Rhonda Sanders signs the controversial voter election bill, SB90, another voter suppression bill. We will talk with Cliff Albright, co-founder of Black Voters Matter. They've already filed a lawsuit against the state of Florida. Also, Jane Elliott, diversity educator, anti-racist, would join us for a conversation about race in America and why the Republican Party is all about stoking white fear. In Mississippi, a black child killed in a police chase when cops shot his dad in Massachusetts. The family of Michaela Miller, who was found hanging from a tree, wants answers. And the South Carolina House recently voted to bring back firing squads. How stupid are these Republicans? And in Alabama, a teacher throws an object at students having a heated debate about the death of Makia Bryant. Folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roller Mark Unfiltered. Let's go. Folks, more Republican shenanigans. As expected, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs their voter suppression bill, uh, Senate Bill 90. The purpose of the bill is to impose more onerous regulations on ballot drop boxes, cutting them drastically, restrict third-party voter registration organizations, and place new voting rules by mail. Now, DeSantis banned all media from attending the bill signing. He gave it as an exclusive on Fox News. During a news conference at Panama City Beach, the Senate was asked why he barred barred all other media outlets.
1: Why did you only allow Fox News to capture the moment you signed the controversial election bill?
5: So we did a, a wonderful bill signing for this great elections bill. And it was uh, live on national television um, on Fox and Friends, and we were happy to give them the exclusive on that. And I think uh, I think it went really, really well. But that's broadcast to millions of people, not just and obviously throughout the whole country, but a huge number of people in Florida are, are watching that. We had a crowd; we probably had a thousand people in the crowd that were really cheering on. So it was an exciting day to be able to do that, and it's the first bill signing I've ever done live on a. On a national broadcast, and so uh, it was good. We also had a great visual aid that we were able to show, where we're do- showing all the all the great things uh, that are in the bill, and um, you know some of this stuff that was going on in other parts of the country, where you'd have these uh, big private groups come in and spend hundreds of millions of dollars to run elections uh... that is unacceptable we are not allowing that in florida uh... we're gonna make sure our elections are transparent um, and they're not being funded by special interest uh... we're also going to continue with voter id which is very very important to make sure that you are who you say you are um, and we're also going to make sure that we don't have ballot harvesting okay it's not for some political operative to get a satchel full of votes and dump them off you get the vote you send it in or you go vote in person it's one thing to have a family member take, fine, but to have these paid operatives go out there and do it like they do in California and like they do in some of these other states, that's a big, big problem. You know, voting is supposed to be a secret ballot. You're supposed to go in, you have the booth and all this stuff, and then you have ballot harvesting, you have people that are going around and messing around with other people's votes like that. I think it's a terrible for, for, for our country. So Florida, we just said no. Uh, we're not going to do it. So I think it was a really positive day. Uh, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on it, and we're we're proud that uh, we were able to do it on national television. Thanks, everybody. That was a
4: pure trash-ass uh, uh, example that he gave right there. So you screw the Florida voters by not having Florida media cover it, but you say, oh, millions are watching on Fox News. The new law, folks, goes into effect immediately but will face heavy opposition in court. It's already uh, been faced with lawsuits by the League of Women Voters of Florida. They filed a 69-page lawsuit in U.S. US District Court in Tallahassee. Also, uh, Black Voters Matter, they've also filed a lawsuit along with others. Joining us right now is Cliff Albright, co-founder of Black Voters Matter. Cliff, glad to have you on the show. This is real simple, Cliff. Uh, Republicans, we saw it in Georgia. We knew what was going to happen. They're doing the exact same thing in Texas. We saw the same thing in Iowa. Republicans are angry that Donald Trump lost. They're angry that Democrats won the Senate. And so what they are doing right now is putting these voter suppression bills uh, in place, restricting b- uh, 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 ballot drop boxes, because they do not like the fact that more people voted in the last election than ever before.
3: Yeah, and nowhere else was that the case as much as you saw in Florida, where they had record turnout, seventy-seven percent turnout um, vote by mail alone. Democratic voters uh, voted 680,000 more. That wasn't the total, not 680,000 ballots, but 680,000 more vote-by-mail ballots than what Republicans cast, that's exactly why they're they're, they're so upset. They're scared, right? Because And and really what's ironic is that vote-by-mail in Florida has traditionally been a Republican operation. It's been something that they created, their legislature created, that their governor's been fine with, that their voters have used more than, than, than our folks, than black voters. But in this election, because of what happened, they are terrified, and because of that, they're coming up with these these lame excuses and these lame, um, you know, that that press conference that you showed his 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 lack of answer to the question, right? The question was, why was Fox the only one there? And and he completely didn't answer the question. That's the same thing that happens whenever anybody asks them, why are you doing this bill, this voter suppression bill, when there was in fact no fraud. In fact, they themselves said that their elections were the gold standard. And so after praising their own elections that they ran, Then they felt the need to try to fight against fraud. It's nothing but fear. It's nothing but a a strict power grab. It's nothing but white supremacy. And it's not going to work.
4: Uh, And what it is, is it is absolute white fear. It is fear of minority voters. It's fear of them turning out in record numbers. That's what's going on here. All this talk about voter integrity is pure trash because the election was certified by all 50 states, including Republican secretaries of state, including Republican governors. That's facts.
3: Right. No, that's that's exactly the fact. And and what you see happening is that in Florida, Florida is actually the first state um, to pass one of these major, major voter suppression bills with, that Trump had actually won. Right. In, in Georgia, it was because their anger was because of what had already happened in Florida as is the case in Texas, what the fear is, is what's about to happen. They see us coming, they see our numbers, they see the work that, that we're doing on the ground, and, and when I say we, I mean a range of organizations within this this black and brown organizing ecosphere. They see what's going on, and they see the writing on the wall, and they're terrified, and because of that, they know that the only way that they can win is cheating. I, tell, I remind people all the time, you don't cheat when you're winning, right? If you're a spades player, Roland, like I'm sure you are, you don't renege when you're winning right? You renege when you're losing. That's what's happening in Florida. That's what's happening in Texas. That's what happened in Georgia. That's what happening in a lot of these states. And again, we're ready for him because we had this lawsuit ready to go. As soon as he signed it, the ink wasn't even dry and, and our lawsuit papers were, were being filed.
4: Well, and, and the thing here is there's no doubt if they had won, Trump would have said, wonderful, fantastic election. It's great. Change Nothing.
3: Right. No, that's exactly the case, because, in fact, what we know is he and his family voted by mail, right? We know that there's a lot of Republican officials that, that have voted by mail, including some that don't even live in the state, but that's a whole other story, right? And so, uh, so yeah, it's exactly right. What you said is that if they had won, and won not just the state, but won the, the presidential election, if they had won the Senate then we wouldn't... I mean, we'd probably still be seeing some of this because, again, they'd, they'd still be afraid of what's coming, right? They'd, they'd still see the writing on the wall, but the way that they've responded, the, the breath, the depth, the speed of their response, the response, the ferocity of the response that they're doing, you know, criminalizing, giving out food and water, um, you know, the restrictions on, on, on uh, the drop boxes, um, in some states, including, you know, in Texas, criminalizing elected officials who might send out ballot or ballot applications to voters, the way that they're responding, again, is nothing but white terror, wh- white fear stemming from white supremacy.
4: All right, Cliff Albright, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work.
3: All right. Thank you, Roland.
4: All right. Let's go to my panel. Uh, welcome back, Reese Colbert, Black Women Views. Glad to have you back after maternity leave. Dr. Greg Carr, Chair, Department of Afro American Studies, Howard University. Uh, C.J. Pearson, Founder President, Last Hope USA. C.J., I'll start with you. You're one of those folks who participated in a stop the steal election in Georgia. You're one of those folks who advanced the big lie. You're one of those folks who lied about the integrity of the elections. You've had Republican uh, Secretary of State in Georgia certify the election. Why do y'all keep lying? Well, it's not a lie.
6: And then the reality of it is that the facts state that a majority of Republican voters genuinely believe that this election was wrought with
4: fraud. Hold up. You said the facts. What facts? Because Because there's been no evidence of voter fraud.
6: Well, Roland, if you let me to answer your question, then maybe I'll get to that. But really, what I was speaking to is the fact that the majority of Republican voters believe that this election was wrought with fraud. And I, I don't know about you, Roland, but when a majority of Americans believe.
4: No, 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 no stop, stop. You didn't say a majority of Americans. You said a majority of Republicans. Don't try to conflate the two. A majority of Americans do not okay. believe the election was that case. You say Republicans. Well, Republicans represent half. No, 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 the no, no, America. no, no, no. That's not true. You said a majority of Americans. State, well, where are the facts?
6: Believes
4: no, 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 oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said a majority <laughs> of Americans believe that. Which one is it, Americans or Republicans?
6: It's not good for democracy when a, a large portion of the American people believe that our election was stolen it was wrought with fraud. That is not good for our country. The Do you have
4: vote. any facts of this fraud? Where are the facts? Because if I'm correct, 50 states certified the election. 50 secretaries of state certified it. 60 different courts heard challenges y'all lost every time where are your facts not what people think where are your facts to substantiate what you're saying well
6: based on the current laws that were on the book prior to these incredible election reforms advanced in the state of georgia texas and florida they were able to certify the results based on the current laws on the book it's why we're reforming the system it's why we're making it easier to vote and harder to no 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 no
4: no no, no. you cited cited all this voter fraud cj where are the facts? I-, I need to see the evidence of voter fraud. Where is it?
6: There are there are many facts. Where
4: think, is it? Hold on. Where up. Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor the of Texas, C.J. Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of my state, said he will pay a million dollars if someone comes forward with evidence of election fraud. He has not paid a million. Where's the evidence? The fact
6: of the matter is, Roland, is that. The American people deserve to have confidence in them. No, no, no,
4: no, 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 no. CJ, CJ, that's a talking point. I'm going to ask you again. Please so provide me. No, 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 Wait. no. Please point me to actual facts of election fraud, voter <laughs> fraud.
6: Yeah. Look at Ware County, Georgia, when we had a manual recount of the votes where uh, I think... A- hundred or so votes were changed because they were miscounted.
4: Like, that is a real issue. I'm sorry. Did, hold on, I'm sorry. Did the Republican Secretary of State state what happened there? Well, I hate to give you
6: a civics lesson, Roland, but the counting of ballots is done at the local level. By no, the no, local I'm
4: aware board. of that. But who has the jurisdiction over the elections?
6: The local board elections conduct the elections. The Secretary of State oversees the elections. And
4: so if there was actual election fraud, that what you say was claim there... Where's the district attorney? Did they indict anybody? Well,
6: they should. I no, think no, no, we
4: no. Should. Yes or no? Did they indict anybody?
6: Well, I can't speak to the... Which NFL county league. was that? So,
4: which county was that? I can't speak to the... No, NFL. no. Which county was that?
6: Where county? Where? Where county.
4: Is F- there a Republican a- DA or a Democrat DA there?
6: I, I can't speak to that, but I will say that I'm speaking to what happened with the election voting there, and... That happened with the manual recount that occurred, and uh-huh. I got uh-huh. things like that happen when you have votes literally changed to another candidate. I, I think people have a right to be afraid about what's. So,
4: so, are. but I, but it, that is very curious. I want to bring in my. It's very curious, uh, Greg, what you hear with C.J. saying because he can't provide actual facts. He can't provide this widespread, and he wants us to, well because Republicans think well hell, it's a bunch of folks think Bigfoot real. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
7: clears throat> it's a lot of people that think the United States of America is a nation, too. Uh, that's another uh, myth. But I mean, let's get back to the topic. Um, I got a chance to read the lawsuit that was filed by the NAACP of Florida, Disability Rights Florida and Common Cause uh, versus the uh, Secretary of State there, Lee. And of course, they're, they're, they're claiming that these new laws will violate Title II of the Americans with Disability Act, uh, Section 1983 and, and, and 88. Uh, of the Federal Code, Voting Rights Act, Section 2. And that's gonna be heard by uh, a court of appeals, Northern District of Florida. Uh, Ultimately, that'll be appealed to the 11th Circuit. That's one of the many circuits that the Trump uh, administration with the White Nationalist Party was able to flip. And if you read Justice uh, Clarence Thomas's recent dissent in a voting rights case, you know that some of the gaslighting that we just heard found its way into uh, Justice Thomas's dissent. That brings me to the point. Uh, Back in uh, December, Uh, the um, uh, American Legislative Executive Council, or ALEC rather, uh, met and they had a a voter integrity uh, uh, working group. So these bills that we're seeing in Georgia and Florida and Texas, these are not individual pieces. They come of a larger piece with an eye toward one objective, and that is to retake the federal legislature and to retake the White House. Uh, and, And let's be very clear. When we start talking about facts and arguing with these folks, we're not on the same page, because this isn't about facts. This isn't about making points, because there is no common identity. Uh, the white nationalists that met with Alec uh, included Hans von Spakowski, who, of course, we know is a, is a, is a chief uh, architect of this rather ridiculous stuff, Uh, several of the folks who were on Trump's, quote-unquote, voter integrity uh, commission that fell apart, that was led, if you remember, by uh, the flop-sweat brother of the corn-pwn governor of uh, Florida, and that would be Chris Kobach, who's right now running for secretary of state in Kansas and will lose that election as well. Uh, But the whole point is to continue gaslight, to continue propagandize, and to shrink the electorate to the point where they can steal steal elections. Finally, I'll say this. I wish them the best of luck, because I uh, see what people don't seem to understand is you might steal an election, but what you won't then do is get rid of all the people whose votes you stole. This country's going to come apart, and I just hope our young brother, who I'm very glad to see be a freshman there at the University of Alabama, who might sit and read some of these cases and think through some of this legislation and maybe, you know, change some uh, of the
4: language, uh, will be uh, have a front row seat in the state of Alabama. Well, maybe... Well, had he not transferred from Howard, he may be able to learn cl- some of those in your class, but he went to Alabama. Yeah. Let me go to Reese. Reese <laughs> is very it's very interesting. Very interesting. CJ mentioned Ware County, 100 votes. Go to my computer, please. This is the Ware County election supervisor, Carlos Nelson. He told the Associated Press that an election worker made a small tabulation error that involved 37 votes. Quote, election officials discovered the mistake during an internal audit and corrected the figure in the full hand recount of paper ballots. There was never an issue with the technology from Dominion. Quote, there was no vote flipping. The system worked like it should. Oh, by the way, CJ, the 37 votes in Ware County made no difference. That was a county Donald Trump won with 70% of the vote. (laughs) So you're complaining about, oh, votes being stolen. We're in a county your guy won with 70% of the vote. I would think that if there was actually voter fraud, a county Trump won by 70% would be probably real aggressive prosecuting those who did, maybe because it doesn't exist. Reese.
0: <laughs> um, it's good to be back. I see not much has changed in my hiatus. Welcome, CJ. <laughs> to um the fire (laughs) it's good to see you dr karen roland okay let's just be clear i mean we all know what this is all about right we've been having the same discussion for years it's so amazing to me how republicans cite the system working as designed which is the system identifying tabulation errors, things of that nature, and corrected them before any kind of election is called as evidence of voter fraud. It's completely absurd. The system is not centralized. It's not perfect in in the sense of there are times that there are legitimate errors. But those errors have been discovered. They have been raked over the coals. They have been dissected with a fine-tooth comb, and there is no there there. In fact, the only real evidence of voters' fraud has come from the Republicans. Let's remember, when there was an entire congressional seat that was not seated for uh, X number of months, I don't remember the exact number of months, because the Republicans were conducting, conducting absentee ballot fraud in North Carolina. And so, where we've had people, there was a person, um, I was reading another case of the other day about a Republican who voted for his mother Um, on behalf of his mother, supposedly, in the the election. That was a Republican. So what this is all about, it's all about gaslighting, as Dr. Carr said, and it's all about trying to create this fear narrative that makes Republicans believe that the elections are stolen. The fact that CJ is citing that 50 percent of Republicans are delusional, or 70 percent of Republicans are delusional, and living in an alternate universe in which two plus two does not equal four, that's not a flex, okay? That's called... Go get some therapy, go, go back to math class. You're not smarter than a fifth grader. This is this is the reality. Ron DeSantis is up for election in 2022. He barely won his election. and we know there were some shenanigans down in Florida with some stuff that was never really fully investigated or even um, uh, disclosed about voting machine errors down in Florida. I don't know nobody seems to remember that, but me. He barely won that election by the skin of his teeth. He has some people coming for him, perhaps Valdemix or some other heavy hitters. We also have a Senate seat that's up in 2022. And so this is really about solidifying that power. To be honest, Florida is more of a red state than a lot of these other states, than even Georgia at this point. But they aren't going to leave any stone unturned, and they're going to try to put these laws in place so that they can have even larger margins. But the one thing that I think could potentially backfire, in addition to the fact that we have a Biden-Harris DOJ with Merrick Garland at the helm, is that when you do these voter suppressive measures, you give people more time to... To, to counteract it. You give them more time to make those arrangements, which is what we saw people do in Georgia and around the country for 2020.
4: So I just want to know, CJ, why do y'all have to keep lying? I mean, every time you get debunked with the lies, y'all come up with a new lie. Why don't y'all figure out actually how to have policies to attract more people? But why do you keep, why do you, specifically you, keep ad- advocating the absolute lie And there's no proof. I've asked you now six times. Show some proof. You threw out Ware County, 100 votes. It was 37. And it's a red county. So any other proof you got? You got anything?
6: Well, the fact of the matter, it's bigger than that. It's about the, again, it's about the ability for the American people to have confidence in our elections. Because that is what makes America, America. The ability for people to have faith in the votes that they cast. Making it easier to vote, harder to cheat. If you're against that, I really don't know what to tell you, Roland. Because at the end of the day... You can say that you can call 50% half the country delusional, deluded, wrong, crazy, whatever, but it doesn't detract from the reality that it is not good for our country's stability for people to not be able to have faith in our election. So hold and on, so, CJ,
4: CJ, CJ. So just, if like, y'all right. listen to a liar, if y'all listen to a liar in Donald Trump, if y'all follow a liar in Donald Trump, and the liar makes all of y'all repeat the lie, and then he browbeats other Republicans in repeating the lie. Don't you think folks are gonna start repeating the lie? Because again, you keep you keep talking about uh, most Americans and folk not b- uh, believing in this. Well, here's the deal. This is an NPR, PBS NewsHour, Marist survey. 60% of Americans, one quarter of Republicans, trust the results of a 2020 presidential election. Sixty percent, fifty-six percent approve of how the president-elect is handling himself during the transition. So, sixty percent of Americans trusted the election. So, what you just said is a lie. You said half. Sixty percent is sixty percent. Half. To the
6: point that you just said, you said only twenty-five of Republicans trusted the election results. I mean, setting. It
4: ain't our fault, y'all believe a liar.
6: Well, the point that I'm making is bigger than that, Roland. It's about the stability of our nation.
4: But here's the deal: Can you provide me some proof? Here's what I need. Here's the deal: If CJ told me, Roland, Reese can't cook, and I was like, "Well, hell," the only way I need to know if Reese can't cook is if I eat Reese's food. Now, if I go eat Reese's food and it tastes good, I'm like, CJ, you full of shit. Her food tastes good. Now, if you go, but that don't matter, Roland, I think the food don't taste good. And then if I invite Greg over, and Greg like, damn, there's some good food. And if I invite Anthony, Chelsea, Chris, Atlantis, and Jackie, and they, man, food tastes good. Are we supposed to sit here and give you cretins because you don't like it when nine other people think the food tastes good?
6: Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Reese's government This isn't the same as ensuring that America is on good solid footing.
4: No, but and just because the- y'all crazy <laughs> does not mean we have to change laws because y'all are crazy. Let me let me let me, let me okay. add in. Let me, let
7: me add in a now, little hold, bit hold
4: on, bit. Greg. One second. CJ, go ahead and finish that point. But I'm still waiting on some proof. Please go. I'm still waiting.
6: We're not making this legislation, and Democrats should be the biggest cheerleaders for this legislation. Why? Right? Because if. If you want to blame Donald Trump for what he was able to so-called incite, then he had to have something to point to to lead to this
4: incident. He reaction. had nothing. The he lost. Ha- he he incited an insurrection because he lost and he couldn't handle losing.
6: OK, well, obviously, he was able to point to something that resonated with people that led to them having such a visceral reaction. to. Because
4: y'all believe a liar.
6: No. It's not about that. It's about ensuring that America remains a country that has solid and safe elections. It may was. It, wait, hold
4: up. You keep may, saying that. Was it not certified by Republican secretaries of state governors and legislators?
6: It was based on the. So,
4: so wait, wait, hold up. So, on so that wasn't safe. Reformed
6: because of how insecure they are. Greg, go ahead. Mike Pence, Greg,
0: Mike Greg, Mike Pence g- certified the election. Mike Pence certified the Electoral College votes. I just
4: right, and, and it, was he not the president? Was he not the vice president? He was the vice president. Did, did he why, not follow the Constitution? That's why he was in hiding for the last three months. Bro. Greg, Greg, go ahead. See, this, this is this, this, this is like the lobotomy that's needed because we got a bunch of crazy Republicans who believe the liar-in-chief, and they want us to say, but y'all got to accept our crazy. Greg, go ahead.
7: Well, I don't think the white nationalists have a choice. Uh One of the people who was present at the Alec uh, confab when they got their heads together to write all this legislation that's now being introduced in these state legislatures was Ken Blackwell. Uh, Ken Blackwell, who uh, helped uh, Ohio massage the election when he was Secretary of State of 2004, so that might have been around the same time you you were you were coming onto the earth, uh, uh, brother C.J. Uh, Ken Blackwell is black. And, and like a pair of earrings or a bracelet, uh, you know, black folks in the White Nationalist Party are accessories. In other words, it's just kind of like things to kind of bring out uh, the color. And the color in this case is white. <laughs> in the analogy that you uh, did, Roland, I would say that there's this one element. The people who would say that Reese can't cook Uh, would also say that you, me, CJ, uh, any other black person who would taste that cooking and say it's good, shouldn't be allowed to eat. So in other words, they would never even go to sample the food. And so when you Mm. hear uh, phrases like election integrity, that is code for taking away local control when they can revert to state control to to supersede the local folk.
4: But they supposedly uh, love local control. They supposedly um, they love, love small, small government.
7: Well, well, they love they love control, which is why when you look at this uh, bill, the corn cornpone flop sweat, uh, leading probably candidate for 2024, Ron DeSantis, who recently went to kiss the ring of Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago. Mar- Mar- when you look at that legislation, it was opposed by the 67 county supervisors of elections in the state of Florida, Republicans of included. That's exactly right. But, see, the problem here is that this uniform legislation that they plotted in December and now rolling out, and Texas is next, is designed to take local control away when the white nationalist party is not winning the election. Finally, when you hear the phrase voter confidence... Your w- voter take out voter and put in white voter confidence, along as I said, with a few pairs of earrings and bracelets to kind of disguise the fact that this is white <laughs> voter confidence. This is the foolishness. Uh, and and CJ, I think maybe I hope you're political science major in government. I hope you're going off to law school, brother, because when you get there, you mightn't get a chance to read GOP versus the Graphenfield, which is the case that Clarence Thomas dissented from recently, where he said, yes, uh, the mail-in votes uh, that 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 the white nationalist party in Pennsylvania want thrown out would not be enough to overturn the Pennsylvania election. However, I have real questions about the integrity of mail-in voting in Pennsylvania. And like you, which is why I say this isn't necessarily about age, Clarence Thomas offered no proof, no facts, and repeated the talking points of Donald Trump, meaning that even the federal judiciary is complicit when white nationalism is the objective, and it can be carried out. Mm By black people. Clarence Thomas and, and and UCJ seem like y'all on the same page. And Clarence Thomas, unlike you, has a seat on the Supreme Court. They're going to break this little settler project, brother. And I, for one, couldn't be happier.
4: I want to bring in uh, Jane Elliott right now. Uh, Jane Elliott, of course, we've had her on before. She's an amazing educator. She speaks truth to power. Uh, she does not hold back. I think she's probably more unfiltered than I am. Uh, Jane, <laughs> uh, when you look at... What I, I, I... Jane, I fundamentally believe what's driving all of this is white fear. Republicans are scared to death of black people. They're scared to death of Latinos. Hell, they scared, they scared of conscious white folks. And what they're trying... to Go wait ahead.
2: A wait a minute. You're using all the wrong terms in the first place.
4: See, I was waiting no, on you to go there. Go ahead.
2: There is no <laughs> such thing as white people and black people. There are only people who are different shades of brown. But as long as you use the words white and black, White, the definition of white, is pure and unvarnished. Black is the color of savagery and ignorance. Now, as long as you use those two terms, we're going to be at one another's throats. If you'd ever get around to the point that you could look at me and see that I'm not white, my shirt's white, my hair is white, my skin is not. And I can look at CJ there and I can see that his hair is black and his skin is not. If we could get over the idea of several different races, maybe, maybe melanemic people, which is what we white folks ought to be called, could get used to realizing that we're all, yeah, this is, the whole thing is so ridiculous. You know, words are the most powerful weapon devised by humankind. I'm sitting here listening to words being used in ways that will separate us indefinitely. As long as you call yourselves white and black, and as long as you call yourselves members of different races, that, by God, is how long this problem is going to last.
4: So you call yourself? Yes, you said you said melanemic. What, what did you say?
2: Melanemic.
4: Me- melanemic. Okay. So <laughs> if you're
2: anemic, look, if you're anemic, you don't have enough blood, blood iron in your blood to keep you healthy. So you're called anemic. So how do? You enough,
4: so Jane. An- so yes. in our public policy, how do we confront? the melanemic Republicans who want to prevent the melanated other folk uh, from being able to cast votes, who are able to put in all of these ridiculous measures that they claim is voter integrity, when in fact it is all designed uh, to keep power in their melanemic hands.
2: Number one, you have to stop calling them Republicans because Donald Trump knocked the L out of the word Republican. So what you end up with is a description of what he is most interested in, the area in which he is most interested. You've got to stop talking about Donald Trump. As long as you talk about him, he maintains his importance. Oh no, no, no. The I didn't mention Donald Trump. Hillary. That's
4: why I said that's why I said the that's why I said the party. Because see, the mistake that Hillary Clinton made in 2016, she tried to separate Trump from the Republican Party. Then Joe Biden isn't. And I'm like, no, 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 no. These folks, you could take Trump out of this. They still are pursuing policies that are going to impact me in a negative way.
2: They aren't the ones you have to worry about. You have to worry about the evangelicals who are supporting Trump. Right. You read the book Unholy, read the book Unholy, and then you'll know where the problem is and you'll know what you have to do about it. I am more frightened by what the evangelicals are doing to this country than by what one man and the Republican Party can do to it. The evangelicals have now invaded every facet of our lives in a really disgusting way. And you need to realize that. Trump is not the problem. Evangelicals are the problem. And I'd like to have that young man, CJ is your name? I'd like to have you come come to my guest house in Iowa for about three days, and I will help you to restore yourself to sanity.
6: <laughs> well, you know, you know, the, nothing brings me more joy than being lectured by white liberals about how I should approach the issue of race in America. Just a damn minute.
2: just a damn but, I just got done telling you, I'm not white and you're not black. I'm a member of the right. same race that you are. You <laughs> and I are 30th to 50th cousins. Now you may not want me for your cousin, but that's the way it is. Stop dealing with a lie and start dealing with the facts. Let's deal with reality here. Let's deal with reality here. And the reality is that I don't have to listen to some young man who has already let me know that the color of my skin makes me unable to discuss race. Now, don't tell me that I can't because I I was dealing with racism long before you were born. 53 years i've been listening to people say ugly things about people who look like you and I'm blaming and blaming those statements on people who look like me we make a decision as to whether we are going to trust another person based on our judgment of the color of their skin you cannot judge me by the color of my skin and i'm not judging you by the color of your skin I'm judging the remarks that you're making that indicate to me that you aren't thinking very well, that you are following the lies of a man who has, he he has absolutely violated every constitution, every part of the constitution, and every one of the Ten Commandments. And you are following him and you're going to go off that, you're going to go off that ledge just like a whole bunch of other really good Christian people are. And you're going to wonder how that happened. Look, you're old enough to grow up now and change that and start thinking for yourself, instead of being led by a man who will use you as long as he can, and then when he no longer needs you, he will drop you like a hot potato. You need to realize that you are not someone he admires or wants around him. As he said in his first news concerts, I've got my black, and he pointed at the one black person in his entourage (laughs) on television. Now, I remember that. You don't remember that because you're too young to have watched it at that time. You well, need to I, open your eyes, open your ears just, and shut your mouth.
4: Okay, so here's the deal. Jane, so CJ, CJ, yeah. you cannot you CJ, go ahead. You cannot respond to Jane. We'll we'll let you respond. Go ahead.
6: Well, I appreciate that dressing down my melanemic sister, but I've got to tell you, you know, this is the type of self-righteousness that has turned so many black people away from the Democrat Party. You thinking that you can lecture me about how I should react as a black man in America is the type of pomposity, the type of ego, and the type of overconfidence that literally makes people despise people just like you. You will not tell me, you will not define as a melanemic person my experience as a black man in America or discredit my blackness based on my politics and my ideals and my principles you won't do that and so you can you can tell me to shut my mouth it, you know it, that's crazy that's the thing that really grinds my gears about people just like you white liberals who think they can tell People on the right, because we are black, that they can tell us to shut up and sit down because we espouse beliefs that are different than their own. That is racist. But,
4: but here's the deal, though.
2: I, I've asked you to see, CJ. Wait, wait, wait. He isn't talking like a black man. He's talking. He is, and he is talking like a white man. He is doing the same things that Mr. That that Trump, Trump has been like doing for the last 30 years. You are doing be be the be same sure. thing that Donald Trump has been doing, and you are you are regurgitating what Donald Trump has put in into your head. You need to stop that and start thinking for yourself.
6: What is with you and these commands? Like, do you think you get to tell black people what to do? Like, is that just how you operate your daily life? Instructing black people how to think, how to act what they can and cannot say? Because I support a president, President Trump, that brought about the lowest black unemployment rate in our nation's (laughs) history. Criminal justice reform, the first SEPT Act, millions of dollars navigated through HBCUs, economic opportunity zones which navigated commercial investment to inner cities that were long neglected. And I understand you probably are eager to tell me to shut my mouth right now because you hate it when black conservatives even utter a single word. But I'm going to keep talking because these are facts, these are truths, and... They- a-
4: actually, actually, I'm going to step in right here. because I'm going to step in right here because, actually, C.J., what you just spouted were not actual facts. That's first, okay? Uh, excuse me, C.J., C.J., sorry. Everything that you just stated, we've covered on this show. Dr. Walter Kimbrough, who is an HBCU president, Dillard University, has debunked the nonsense that you just stated about HBCU. That's first. He's an actual HBCU president for 16 years. Two, what you have to understand, the woman who actually sponsored the very bill that you are giving Trump credit for, her name is Congresswoman Alma Adams, a graduate of North Carolina A&T. We've had her on this show. So all this talk, what Trump did, that's grossly incorrect. Two, you talked about criminal justice reform. Let me remind you, Donald Trump did not pass criminal justice reform. If it were not for Democrats who controlled the House, there would be no bill that went over to the Senate. It was Congressman Hakeem Jeffries and others who advanced it in the House. Let me also remind you that your party blocked President Barack Obama from passing a criminal justice reform act. Uh, when he was president because they did not want it to include real criminal justice reform. Now, you're sitting there with your huge Alabama flag over your shoulder. And let me remind you, it was former Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, who was the attorney general who also opposed that very criminal justice (laughs) reform bill, who stopped it when he was representing that state uh, in uh, the United States Senate. So you can sit here and throw, and you can keep yelling facts But what you're not going to do is lie, because on Fox News, they might let you get away with it, not here. Let me go back to Jane. Jane, (laughs) we've witnessed in the past week, Jane, we've witnessed Senator Tim Scott come out and talked about America, uh, not racist America. Democrats fall right into the trap. Folks start going back and forth on this whole very issue here. And what is interesting to me is are the folks who want to get caught up. Racist, not racist, not racist, racist, as opposed to what are the effects the policies are having on actual people?
2: Number one, the effects on people who look like me are to cause them tremendous fear because they know that within 30 years, and now it's about down to 20 years, we melanemic people will be a numerical minority in the United States of America. That's the way it is. And incidentally, this is not America. America is everything from the northernmost point of Canada to the southernmost point of South America. And we, in our arrogance, call it America, as if the 48 contiguous states, Alaska, Hawaii, and the islands off the southeastern coast of the United States are all that constitutes America. We've got to change our vocabulary. We've got, I'm an educator. Educators are engaged in the business of leading people out of ignorance. And I've been sitting here for the last about 30 minutes listening to total ignorance being coming out of the mind of a person who's young enough to be taught better and he needs to be reeducated. And the rest and the poor, the the proud boys, the oath keepers, that whole group of mostly white, fairly young men. Of course, for, for me, everybody's young. But most of them are old enough to know better, but too damn young to care. And you cannot solve things by saying to people, my mind's made up, don't confuse me with facts. That's exactly what this young gentleman is doing. And that's exactly what most of us are doing most of the time in this country right now. We want to pretend that what we have is what we have described. It isn't, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm one of the free, and that young man has to become brave. He has to be brave and his mother has to be extremely brave if she's going to live in this country, which is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people that when people of color get power, they're going to want to treat us the way we have treated them. That is the major problem in the United States right now, is white fear of, be- of retribution. I think we could give up that fear. I have watched people go through this exercise, the blue eye, brown-eyed ex- exercise, and after it's over, I have heard them say, I had no idea. I will not abuse people. I will not make them feel the way I felt when I was on the bottom. I never knew how it felt to be on the bottom before. Now I've found out how that feels. I will never do something that will make someone feel the way I felt for just an hour and a half. I think we have misjudged the intelligence and the humanity of a whole lot of people of color, and that's why we're afraid of them.
4: Grant Carr, the last week and a half, we've listened to Fox News and all of these other folks, uh, these conservatives, <laughs> whine about a critical race theory. Uh, they're running their mouths. Oh, my God, critical race theory is Marxist, and it's destroying America, yet <laughs> Nikki Haley's out there. Yet when you ask them to define it, they can't even define it, Greg. They're just spouting a talking point.
7: Well, that's the whole <laughs> point.
4: The whole point. Uh, I'm sorry. Professor Elliott has,
7: uh, who, you know, and, and it's good to be in community with you. And hey, Rici, we definitely missed you, sis. Uh, you know, it, it, having followed your work. um... For from, from many years, and certainly the blue-eye, eye, blue brown-eye test, m- many of us have seen that the, the one of the videotapes of the exercise. I think it was Oprah you were engaged in and showing at that time. You know, you, you make a very important point when it comes to language the power of whiteness in many ways lies in its invisibility and it was interesting as cj as you you know kind of were talking you drug professor elliott into whiteness she she made she used the word white it's very difficult to as she would know better (laughs) better than all of us to jailbreak that language but as my my friend the philosopher um lucius outlaw down at vanderbilt uh often says i can call that bus coming toward me the wind But if I step in front of it, the wind will run me over. In other words, Uh there is the effect that language has in a social reality. So CJ, I feel you, brother, when you say that no white person or no person who has been marked white uh, has the right to say anything to how we try to navigate being black in a society where whiteness or the concept of whiteness is the norm. This is James Baldwin now. At the same time, no, brother, I would have to say that you probably more than all of us as a Gen -er, understand the power of branding you're a digital native you haven't been alive at a time when we didn't have cell phones or youtube or internet and so what we're seeing is the weaponized ignorance and Professor Elliott, you're fighting against it, absolutely. In, in the real tradition, uh, there was a journal out of Boston many years ago called Race Trader, And uh, you probably were familiar with it and knew it. You know, the, the, Their motto was, treason to whiteness is loyalty to humanity. In other words, we have to dismantle this, this hierarchical thinking. But what we're seeing instead, Roland, to the point that you're raising, people are using critical race theory as a, a, a term And very few people, including people who would be uh, called critical race theorists, know much, if anything, about the origins. Critical race theory comes out of uh, the law, legal studies, law schools, really. And its roots are in something called critical legal studies, which goes back to the late 50s, early 1960s. It's really a dialogue about the nature of how we organize human societies and what are the standards by which we'll live. And that includes the law, that includes ethics and morals, and it really is a critique of the inflexibility of some of the categories. Over the years, Derek Bell, very important in this dialogue, the late Derek Bell and others, began to use that critique of the law and frame it in uh, the context of race. And saying, for example, Derrick Bell would say, let's do a thought exercise. What if instead of overturning Plessy versus Ferguson, Brown versus Board of Education had affirmed Plessy versus Ferguson and said, you know what? Separate was never equal, so let's make separate equal. Give them the exact same money you're giving The white schools. Now, that was a thought exercise designed in some ways to do some of the work that Professor Elliott has been doing, namely jailbreak how we think about hierarchy. That's where critical race theory kind of emerged. It's about narratives. It's about posing different kind of questions, forcing people to think. That is exactly not... What these white nationalists... And I'm using white, not because they are white. We're all Africans if you look at the parents of everybody on the ball. But I'm using white as the social reality that has real-world consequences. Just like if I change the name of the bus to the wind, I'd still step out in front of getting run over. I can call it melanated, demelanated, whatever. But the cop is still going to say, you're melanated. Uh, Hands up. Boom. My point is, I'll still suffer because of the concepts. We have to figure out a way to tune out the distractions. CRT is the new socialism, critical race theory. Left is the new N-word in many ways, because we say left, what the signal is, I mean, you know, them people who are over there with those black people. When you say, you know, platforms are the new soapbox. People are engaging in word war as proxy for real war. Meanwhile, people who say, I'm voting for Trump because I'm an evangelical, and Trump is a symptom. Let's be very clear. The Republican Party has been the home of white for quite some time. People are now rallying behind Lynn Cheney when Lynn Cheney's policy record is just like Donald Trump's. But people are saying, well, she's a woman. No! Stop being distracted. What you're seeing is these folks are killing themselves to preserve something that isn't real. They are literally picking their imagined whiteness over their lives. And so rather than try to argue with them, I'm going to leave that to the Jane Elliot's of the world. Go with God. Sister Elliot, go with God. As an African in this world, I don't care whether the United States survives. What I care about is whether humanity can survive America. That's a very different kind of a prospect as far
4: as I'm concerned. I'm going to go to Jane, then Reesey, then to CJ. Jane, one of the things that the work that you do, the work that Tim Wise does, uh, Linda Torado. Uh, the work that uh, you talked about these these um, these evangelicals. Uh, and uh, I, I thought about uh, for a second, Brother Hargrove, uh, Jonathan Wilson Hargrove, uh, who was in that world and who has been working with Reverend Dr. William J. Barber. What's very interesting is they talk about how they love Jesus. Yet when you go to their conferences, you never hear anything about the poor. They'll have tax folks there before they have folks talking about the poor. Then what you then see is you see these attacks uh, then manifest themselves uh, in public policy. And the reality is that really is now the hardcore base of the GOP. That is, and I'll just use it for the purpose of this, these white conservative evangelicals, these, these melanemic conservative evangelicals. And the deal is, they won't even have discussions with those of us who are who are melanated evangelicals who love Jesus. My wife is a ordained minister, but they are afraid to sit down with Reverend Dr. Barbara. They're afraid to sit down with folks like that because they don't want to have a real conversation about the Bible and Jesus and what Christians really should be doing in this country. Well,
2: they didn't want to, they don't even want to see Jesus as he's described in the Bible with kinky woolly hair and feet of bronze. We white folks, I'm sorry, but that's what we have to call us. We pale faces. One of the major major differences between me and you is when pale faces come into a new environment, they immediately adjust the environment to fit their needs. And if it's religion, they do it there too. We want to kneel to somebody who looks like us. That is a mental problem that we have, and we need to get over it. And we won't get over it until we are in the position in which we have placed people in this country for the last 300 years. We have to let people find out how it feels to be on the bottom. And white folks are scared to death. Melanemic people, pale faces, are scared to death that that's what's going to happen to them. I don't think it is. I think that people of darker uh, uh, complexion, nations' uh, uh, people are more intelligent than that. I, they know what happens when you set up a system like that and the people who are on the top are doing the are doing are making it work for them. People say to me it was good enough for my father, it's good enough for me. It wasn't good enough for my father and it wasn't good enough for your father. It wasn't good enough for any of our fathers as long as we were divided on the basis of the amount of a chemical in our skin. It makes no sense. You can't justify it, it's unjustifiable.
4: Reese, the point Jane just made there, Mitch Landrew literally made that at the same point in his book. He said, hey, white people, they're not gonna do to us what we did to them. This whole, this whole, I'm telling you, what we're seeing right now, I called this Reese in 2009. I was at CNN, I told John Avalon, we're living in the world of white minority resistance. I said Mm -hmm. they see the demographics changing, the browning of America, and they can't handle it because in their view, this is what it means when it comes to what America means, the flag, all that sort of stuff. They have never had to take into account what we think. But also I listened to CJ and we talked about he didn't like Jane telling him what he should think. Well, hell, I don't hear CJ calling out his fellow black conservatives when they say folk like you on the plantation, when they sit here and use that language uh, condemning African-Americans who reject the Republican Party but who choose to support uh, Democrats. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this conversation is off the chain. Y'all just came back swaying. Um, well, you were right, absolutely, because I think black conservatives do like to use that language about being on the plantation and stuff like that. I mean, as black people, we have these intra-black um, battles, you know, you got the people that talk about you. You, if you're a Democrat, you having a butter biscuits and all this other kind of stuff. There's enough insults and slurs to go around, but I kind of do feel like it's an in-house conversation in terms of what's black and who gets to determine what black is and what you sound like as black. But I do have much respect for Professor Elliott. I'm, I'm appreciating this new language that I'm hearing. Pale faces, melanemic. I'm definitely going to have to incorporate that into my vocabulary. But in terms of me giving up black. I'm gonna say the melanemic need to go first. When they give up white, then I'll give up black. Until then, I'm black and I'm proud. So as Dr. Carr said, go with God. I, I support you, sister, and your plight. But until the melanemic pale faces give up white, white supremacy, and all that good stuff, then I'm gonna be over here and I'm gonna be black and I'm gonna be proud to be black. But on another note, though, I do think though that at the reality is that we don't want revenge. We just want to be left the hell alone. And, mm. uh, you know, black people ain't sitting up there. We ain't got pitchforks. We ain't the ones marching in the University of Charlottesville talking about yeah. blood and soil. That was the pale faces that was doing that. That wasn't us. So... We just want to be left the hell alone. We just want to be... If we get a ticket, can we get a ticket and go? We ain't got to be shot by the police. Come on, If we caught the police because we in distress, we want to be able to get help instead of get shot. That's what we want. When a black woman like me goes to have a baby, I don't want to have to consider, am I going to die in childbirth because black women have a black maternal mortality rate that's three to four times more of the pale faces. That's all mm-hmm. that I want. And so if the melanemic will we'll, we'll understand that instead of trying to hold back on what everybody gets because they want to they make sure that we don't get something, to go on ahead and give a little, then we can all be greater than, I don't I don't know. But the, the reality is, yeah, black people, all we want to do is just be left alone. All we want to do is just be great and live our best black-ass lives. That's all we want. <laughs> <laughs>
4: may I ask? May I Jane, Jane, then CJ, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Would it help if we would all simply remember that Columbus didn't discover America, that it was discovered by Africans between 20,000 and 10,000 years before Columbus was a gleam in his father's eye? Would it help if you realized that you were here first and because of the melanin in your skin and your ability to live, even with the hole in the ozone layer getting larger and more and more sunlight being allowed to enter our environment, that you will be here last? Do you not realize that the reason you are going to be in the majority, numerical majority in the future, is because you are going to live longer because of what we melanemic people have done to this country and to this world with our behaviors. Do you realize that only 18% of the population of the Earth is classified as white? 18%. We have been in the minority all these years, and we are determined that we are not going to be the numerical minority in the United States of America. To fight that is to fight the inevitable. It is coming. We've got to get melanemic people used to the idea that if they would trace their DNA back far enough, they would find that a part of their DNA, a percentage of their DNA, came from a country in Africa. We are all from the same place, whether we want to admit it or not.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, CJ, one of the things that's very curious to me, and I remember um, in 2017, one of the first things that your party did was repeal anti-discrimination uh, rules in auto loans. And it struck me as interesting that Republicans stood on the floor of the House and they, they said, oh, uh, you know, we need to just uh, just stop this. We're all Americans. But but they didn't want to deal with the discrimination. In fact, this is a previous edition of Roller Martin Unfiltered. Listen, then I need to get your response. Maxine, Henry go to my iPad.
1: Make sure that we're making America great every day in every way. And the best way to do that is to stop talking about discrimination and start talking about the nation. We're coming together as a people in spite of what you say. Thank you, gentlemen. I yield back. Gentlemen's time has expired. Uh, Members are reminded to address their remarks to the chair. The uh, gentleman
6: from Texas Reserves, the gentlelady from California.
8: Thank you very much. Uh, The gentleman, Mr. Kelly, please do not leave. Uh, because i want you to know that i am more offended as an african-american woman than you will ever be and this business about making america great again it is your president that's dividing this country and don't talk to me about the fact that we don't understand what happens on the no i will not yield no i will not yield
5: okay don't tell me that we
8: don't understand that's the The attitude that's been given toward women time and time again the
6: gentlelady will suspend The chair wishes to remind all members that they are to
8: address their remarks to the chair. I respect the chair, but don't stop me in the middle when you didn't stop him in the middle. And so I shall continue. Don't you dare talk to me like that and think that somehow women don't understand what goes on on the floor of automobile dealers.
6: ...minded to direct... Her remarks to the chair. The General and lady will I am continue saying that I order. will
8: continue to do that. However, I don't appreciate that you did not interrupt him when he was making those outrageous remarks about him knowing more about discrimination than I know about discrimination. I resent that, and I resent the remark about making America great again. He's down here making a speech for this dishonorable president of the United States of America. Having said that, I reserve the balance of my time and no I do not yield not one second to you. Not
4: one second. Not one second to you. So CJ, what I found to be interesting is that that literally is one of the first bills they repeal. So, Republicans love talking about what they did and what should happen and, and how we should all get along, but there's real discrimination when it came to auto loans. January 6th, a lot of people who think like you, people who you stood with, were there here in D.C. How many N-words black cops were called? I haven't seen white Republicans condemn that. In fact, they have pretty much sided with the insurrectionists versus the cops. Where are you and black Republicans on that? Why, why are y'all silent? Why did Colin Powell go down in North Carolina and condemn the voter suppression law to the governor's face there, but you and other black Republicans are silent? In fact, y'all are endorsing the same voter suppression. Because
6: yeah, these aren't voter
5: suppression
4: laws. No, no no no, 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 no. Deal with the first thing first. I gave you three things. First, deal with the auto discrimination. Deal with that first. Second... Deal, deal with the second thing then deal with vote a third deal with the first one first.
6: yeah let's do the first thing you know auto discrimination I think discrimination anywhere it, it, is wrong and I think that at the end of the day I listened to that speech the tone was just wrong. I, I'm not going to no 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 no
4: that, no, no, no. that was a speech your party literally repealed the rules that Obama put in. did you and other black Democrats tell your party y'all should not be repealing uh, uh discrimination laws?
6: You know, here's the deal. I think at the end of the day, we have to look at where our country is going and we need to move forward past
5: this. No, 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 no.
4: You didn't answer my question when they were voting to repeal these anti-discrimination laws against black folks. When it came to auto loans, did you and other black Republicans say a word to your own party to say this is not right? You should not be repealing anti-discrimination laws.
6: You know, I'll be honest. I'll be upfront. I wasn't familiar with the issue at the time, but I think in the grand scheme of things, you look at discrimination, just condemn that. And I also believe, though, that to the point that the congressman was making, uh, that we do have to move forward.
4: Uh, but, but but, 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 CJ, how do we move forward if we don't confront discrimination?
6: We can talk about that. You know, Morgan Freeman, I think. No, it no, 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 no.
4: I don't want to talk about it. I want to outlaw it. I want to get rid of it. But when the Republicans led that, they literally led the effort to get rid of the laws. How does that make us great again?
6: I don't think that legislation was about making America great again. I think it was about the idea that we need to move past this entire consummation with race, this infatuation. You know, the point I was making about Morgan. Is it possible
4: for us to move past being discriminated against? See, here's the deal. We we black people we would love to move past it. But here's the other deal. Colin Powell, black Republican. He with North Carolina and condemn the voter suppression law there. Your party in North Carolina passed a law where they targeted black voters. The court said it was laser-like precision. It was overturned. Did you and other black Republicans condemn that North Carolina law and stand with Colin Powell? If if you didn't, why not?
6: You know, Rola, I got to say, I have a lot of faith in black people. Uh, You know, and I believe that it's not a hurdle for Black people to go get a voter ID. No, 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 no!
4: You did not answer my question, fellow Black Republican, four-star general Colin Powell. Former Secretary of State, former former National Security Advisor, stood before and condemned it. It was later discovered, C.J., that Republicans asked specifically when were Black people voting early in North Carolina. Seventy percent voted during the first week. Your party changed the law in order to limit early voting. What I, and then the federal courts later ruled they had the document. They put it in email. Well, they did it. What I'm asking is, why were you and other black Republicans silent with the targeting of black voters by your party?
6: And you're also asking why I didn't endorse the ideas being propagated by a four-star general. Sure, Colin Powell, much respect to him for his service to our country, who's endorsed President Barack Obama, also endorsed President Joe
4: Biden. No, no, no. Can you answer my question?
6: You want to call him a Republican for the purpose of this debate, but he really isn't that. Let's
4: no, 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 no. Act, no, he is a Republican. First of all, I'm sorry. You told Jane, don't tell you what to say. Now you want to now strip Colin Powell of being a Republican. In fact, Colin Powell was a Republican before you were even born.
6: Right. I don't even think Powell would describe himself as a Republican if you want to look it up. No, no. Actually, he
4: actually he did. Have you actually talked to Colin Powell before? So he left. The Have you before? talked to Colin Powell before? So you're acknowledging. Have you identity. talked to Colin Powell before?
7: That's
4: not the point. No, what CJ, do does answer the question? Have you ever talked to Colin Powell before? Once you acknowledge that I'm right, CJ, yes or no? Yes or no? Again. Yes or no? Have you talked to Colin Powell before? He
6: is no longer Republican. Have you talked
4: to Colin Powell before? Yes or no? It was about this election integrity Okay, so see, 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 I did see, 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 I'm going to see right now. See, this is the whole deal. If you're unwilling to even answer the question, you are purposely evading it because you know the answer makes you look bad. And the fact that you can't even,
6: the,
4: that makes me bad. CJ, the federal court ruled there was laser-like targeting of black people. Does that not offend you? What
6: is the deal? Let's look at the facts.
4: No, no. Today. Yes I- or no? Does it offend you, yes or no, when Republicans in North Carolina targeted black voters specifically? Does that offend you? Well,
6: there no, there's no indication of that. Just no, 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 no. One-
4: it was a... Right there. See, let me go to Jane. See, I can't even... See, Jane, this is the thing that bothers me. The reason, Jane, you were critical of CJ earlier is exactly right there. We literally have evidence. A federal, A federal court... Rolling. C.J., Republican appointees said there was laser-like targeting of black people and you, as a 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old black Republican, you can't even utter, you know what? My party was wrong. You can't... You, TJ. you can't even say, damn, my party was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. You are defending it. You are excusing it. You are trying to deflect. You can't even say, damn, that was wrong. Do you know how easy that is? Because I don't agree with you, Roland. Am oh, I so involved? so you agree with what Republicans did in North Carolina?
6: I agree with it legislation that advances the idea that our elections should be safe and secure. There we
4: go, right there. See? See, that's that talking point stuff. That's talking point stuff. See, Jane. See, Jane, here let, let me give a fact. Let me get some facts here, Jane. The North Carolina Supreme Court ruled, CJ, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled, Jane, that there was racial gerrymandering in North Carolina. The federal courts ruled that there was lazy like charting of black voters. And your criticism earlier of CJ, uh, Jane, I think is on point. When he can't even acknowledge, When his own party is wrong in the targeting of black voters, I'm not asking him to renounce being a Republican. I'm not asking him to condemn the entire party. I'm saying, damn, can you at least say, like Colin Powell did, that is wrong. But the fact that he can't even do that is because they are unwilling to stop the grifting game of appealing to white Republicans. And here's the deal. Jane, I know folk like Bob Brown, who's 80-something years old, was a lieutenant for Dr. King, who was the top black person under Nixon. That man been a black Republican uh, twice as long as uh, C.J. been born. And that man has the guts to call out his party. Senator Edward Brooke, the first African-American United States senator since Reconstruction, had the guts to call out his party when they were wrong. I'm just saying, can I get some black Republicans with some guts today who are willing to say, damn it, that ain't not, that ain't right. Jane, go ahead and weigh in, please.
2: Well, it, it isn't only black Republicans who won't say that. It's pale face Republicans who won't say it, too. You have to realize this is not a problem that is caused by people who are melanaceous. It's a problem that's caused by these melanemic people who have had power for a long time, have used it badly, and who do not want to be in the position of being powerless, and they will do whatever they have to do to see to it that they maintain their power. If you read the book, The System, and you realize that the boys who are on the business round table are running this whole thing and telling Mr. Trump, whose name I hate to say, but they are telling him what to do, and he's doing exactly what they tell him to. And that's the reason they're in good shape and the rest of us are suffering. We're discussing a problem that need never have been in this country. It didn't have to start, but it did because people in the South wanted to make money and they didn't want to and they couldn't enslave the natives because they they couldn't tell the natives apart. So they bought people from the slave traders in Hull, England, and brought them to this country. If that hadn't started, none of this would have started, but none of that would have started if it hadn't been for religion. And right now we are using religion to run this country again. You need to realize that that is more dangerous than racism. Make no mistake about this. I'm gonna give you one more
4: chance, CJ. <laughs> I'm gonna read for you something, and maybe you'll agree with this. And this is, this. go to my computer. The Supreme Court, this is March, May 15th, 2017. The Supreme Court on Monday refused to revive a restrictive North Carolina voting law that a federal appeals court had struck down as an unconstitutional effort to, quote, target African Americans with almost surgical precision, unquote. That was a bill passed by the North Carolina Republicans. It was signed by by Republican governor of North Carolina. Will you, C.J., admit that it is wrong for Republicans to pass voting bills that target African-Americans, quote, with almost surgical precision. Yes or no?
6: I think any legislation that is
4: intentionally
6: racial discriminatory is wrong. This wasn't. At the end of the day, we're looking at-
4: Hold on, you said this wasn't? We're looking at things like voter ID and early voting days. I'm done. Uh, So a conservative Supreme Court affirmed the decision of a conservative appeals court and your deal is, sure, go ahead and let them keep doing it.
6: What I'm saying is that I, I, I think you love to loop this legislation in with the, what's happening in Georgia and Florida, but that's just yes, because it's now.
4: all tied together. It's all it's tied not- together
6: securing our elections. This isn't about telling black people, don't go vote. Roland, <laughs> do you think so little of our people that we can't secure a voter ID, that we can't go No, to No, the no, no,
4: no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, so explain to on. me then why y'all are getting rid of almost three-quarters of all ballot drop boxes. Those were secure. That really was a thing before COVID. Like, no, 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 those we... were secure. Oh. My. But... They literally were not a thing in, in commonplace before COVID. So, why do we still need to... Actually, hold up. In Georgia, they were put into place by the Republican legislature, signed by Republican governor. But now they're bad? I'm saying that before COVID, they were not mainstream. They
6: were not commonplace. Are, so we, still, is... are we
4: still in COVID?
6: Well, we have a vaccine now. Are we so still in can... COVID? I'm outside this Are we summer still right? in
4: COVID? with uh, the vaccine. Are we still in a co- are we still in a COVID epidemic? Yes or no? Go get your shot, Roland. Like I say. See, this is <laughs> this is the game right here. This is the game. game. This it's is the game. game, Greg. This is the you game that back. this is the game that Black conservative like CJ play and because they don't they don't they know the truth.
6: We'll get vaccinated, No, no, they, I'm, no I'm, they
4: know the I'm, truth, I'm, Greg. They know the I'm, truth, but again, it's a part of the grift game. If you want to keep the grifting dollars coming through because you got... Let me be real clear. White conservatives love nothing more than somebody black who speaks their language and who use plantation language because they get to say stuff that white folks can't say and that's their cover. And if you can't... If you are a black Republican and you can't even admit when a conservative Supreme Court agreed that it was targeting of black voters, then ain't no hope for you. Greg, I'm going to go to Greg... Then uh, I'm going to go back to Jane. Go ahead.
7: Well, the, the, the difficulty, and this is in the case that was filed uh, today with the NAACP as one of the partners. Uh, this will... They, they, they are accusing the Florida legislature and the governor, uh, who acted so fast, by the way, that they may uh, have a bigger impact on all those old white people and military folks in Florida. Uh, they accused them of violating uh, under the Voting Rights Act of, of acting under color of state law. So, CJ, you're right, brother. I mean, when you say, uh, there, there is intent as it has been expressed, and then there is intent as it has the impact, it can have the impact of being discriminatory. And that's the category where you start talking about, uh, decisions that are entirely in the hands of how the judges read the law. That's why stuffing the courts was so important. Uh, but, You know, when you say that these things are not related, and you may may or may not have heard uh, about 45 minutes ago when I talked about the um, American Legislative Executive Council and the fact that they met the process working group in December of 2020, uh, these uh, things are not only related. They are coming out of the same draft legislative playbook. And those who have tried to suppress the vote, including Hans von, von uh, Spakowski, who we saw as one of the main villains in North Carolina, were present at this meeting um, so you know but but I'm willing to, to to give our young brother a little bit of uh, room to grow and learn. He's in Tuscaloosa. My mom's from Alabama, I consider myself an Alabaman as well in many ways, in addition to being a Tennessean and an adopted Philadelphian. But I will ask you this, brother, and maybe we, I'm glad we're having this conversation, Roland, because you're not gonna see this anywhere else. Certainly wouldn't see it on Fox. I'm glad you don't have Tucker Carlson here, because at that point, I might, uh, you know, put my life in danger by coming to join you in the studio. and We might have a different kind of conversation. Now, you know Tucker's
4: scared to death of me, but go ahead.
7: Well, of course, but well, he's scared to death of anything. I mean, you would have to be a man to uh, to actually lose some fear, or a woman. But uh, either way, uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, see, CJ, it's cool. Cool, brother. You 18. Tucker Carlson has no excuse because he's damn near three times your age, still acting as if he's an adolescent. But in your case, brother, I- I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. I don't know we have how much time we no, have. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. you down in Tuscaloosa. Have you heard of uh, Theta New Epsilon, uh, the, 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 the group that they call the machine down there on the campus of the University of Alabama? I'm not
6: familiar with that organization now.
7: OK. All right. Well, well, I'm assuming given your talent, you clearly have talent. <laughs> that you may decide to run for... No, seriously, I mean, you, you may decide to run for uh, a campus office. You know, I myself was a student body president. Of course, I went to HBCU, Tennessee State. You, you, you plan on running for something while you down there, brother? I'm currently a senator uh,
6: in SGA, okay, yeah. Very
7: good. So then uh, you, you're a senator who's never heard of the machine. Okay, okay. I just want to be clear, because I just want, I'm just saying, while you're in Tuscaloosa, I encourage you to, to be careful. You know, the first black student body president in 1976, Cleo Thomas, when he won, uh, they burned a cross on the campus of the University of Alabama. In fact, they burned a cross in 1986, when I was an undergrad, uh, in front of the AKA House. And in fact, as recently as 2018, uh, AL.com uh, did a series of articles called Greek Gods, where they talked about how this, uh, confab of white fraternities and sororities on the campus there in Tuscaloosa, the University of Alabama, have worked against any type of racial progress on that campus for years. Now, you don't play football. You don't play basketball. You're not a revenue-generating black on the campus of the University of Alabama. I hope as you're navigating that space in Tuscaloosa, you pay very close attention to how race operates, not in the abstract, but on that campus where you are, brother. And I wish you to continue to learn and grow because I think you want what I want, what we all want, which is for all of us to to be able to be human in the world without anybody oppressing us. And I'm telling you right now, you're in a very dangerous place, in a dangerous campus. Look up the machine, brother. Unless, of course, you're already aware of them and don't want to say it on, on camera.
2: Hmm.
6: What, what I'll say at that point is our immediate past president was a black man. He
7: was an alpha, yeah. actually. That's a right. That's right. That's Jared Hunter. He was the first African-American student to win the position with the support of the machine. So maybe Did you y'all have a- already talked. Well, Jared was far, far before
6: my time, but I'm talking about our most recent SGA president who was, uh, who was an alpha. He was uh, our SGA president. And also, too, our SGA actually sponsored you- an event. I haven't met DeMarcus yet, uh, but I will What's say also SGA... asked DeMarcus sponsor. about the machine, brother. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I will say the SGA did sponsor an event with Jane Elliott. You know, for, so for and any argument to be made that there is a stigma around racial progress or an attempt at it, they literally brought on a racial educator uh, to our campus to give a talk, and so SGA did that. And did, so, I did, think- did it help?
7: Yeah, that's
4: the question. Well, J- 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 hey, Jane, how was that talk? Jane, how was that?
2: How was what? I wasn't understanding what he was. He, saying. he said, said was that like, uh, the student. <laughs>
4: he said the Student Government Association in Alabama invited you there as a speaker.
2: I have no idea what he's talking about. Didn't hear it. Can't understand it. The, the sound is really, really bad. So he said yeah.
4: that you spoke at the University of Alabama. Uh, well, of, I've spoken uh, at all of them. Yeah. I've
2: spoken at all of them. God, that's, if I, I'm sure I've been there. <laughs> I'm sure I've been threatened with death there. I'm sure I've been taken out of town at midnight because Five carloads had to, three carloads of blacks had to get me out of town, out of Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And there I talked to mm. teachers. And they called the su- they called the superintendent, said, if you don't get that bitch out of town, we're gonna shoot her. So three carloads mm. of blacks escorted me out of Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Wow now do, <laughs> I, am I, am I, do I have I had some experiences that you may not have had? Um, what I haven't had is the experiences that your mother has every day. Every day she has to think about what is going to happen to you on the streets in the United States of America where people are wearing red caps that say make America great again but mean make America hate again. That's what the last four years have been about, how to continue to keep people at one another's throats, how to divide and conquer. You need to read the book when at times the mob is swayed and find out that the last four years have been Hitlerian. And those of us who are my age recognized it immediately and recognize that what was going on was divide and conquer, and it was exactly like, like what Hitler did. You need to educate yourself, my friend. I know you've been well-schooled. You haven't been well-educated. Get the book, The Color of Law, and realize, I'm sorry, I hate to invent, I would hate to invent, offend you all, but you've been well-schooled, but they've done studies in this country that prove that the longer you stay in school, the more bigoted you become, because the longer you are reinforced in the crap that you learned in social studies, grades K through 12. That is not social studies that we teach in the schools in this country. It's anti-social studies, and you better get that into your head, and you better start doing it now. When you walk out on the street, you make good sense, you think, on this program, but you're in danger when you walk out on the streets because people who see you saying these things, some of them are going to hate you for them, and some of them are going to say, well, he's right, but he's black, let's take him on. You are in danger, my friend, because of people who look like me. My son has been beaten and spit on and has had all kinds of stuff. And I finally had to move out of the community because one of the the superintendents said, better get your kids out of this school. Why? Because the teachers are trying to destroy them. I've been through things that you'll never go through. However, I will never go through what you have to go through every day. And the worst part of what you're doing right here Is protecting the oppressor. Mm. You are saying the oppressor is right. As long as there are people who are willing to protect the oppressor, that's how long the oppression will go on. And no matter what name you give it, it is unfair, it is indecent, and you need to realize that you're being used. You are being used by a man who will use anyone for his, to advance his monetary happiness. And that's what it's all about. He will use you. The people who are following him are using you and you are being used right now. Now you can, you can say that I'm an old white woman saying these things. And I don't know what I'm talking about. My friend, Mm -hmm. I was, I suppose, what are you 20 years old? I was six years. I was 60 years old when you were born. I know more than, you know, I have read more books about the situation that's in this country. Racism is the major item in this country. It impacts every area of our lives. and if you are willing to go along to get along, eventually the people that you are supporting now will drop you they will drop you so hard and so fast and you will be then you will have nobody to turn to. You need to build a group of people who will understand you. And truly accept you, not just who will use you, because you are willing to be used.
4: Well, Cj, go with, ahead. With with
6: all due respect, you say I'm protecting the oppressor. Maybe the reality of it is, is just I'm refusing to be oppressed. You know, I don't wake up every single morning seeing racism in every interaction that I have, or racial bias in every interaction okay, I have.
4: Under- uh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jane. Cj, go ahead. Jay, you can respond. Cj, go ahead. I believe
6: that my future is of my own creation. I believe that opportunity is something that I can get as long as I work hard and play by the rules. That's something that I've created for myself. You know, I I don't come from the greatest means. I don't come from some rich suburban family. I was born to a single mother uh, who was a high school grad who had me in her senior year of high school. For me to be the first in my family to go to college and to achieve what I have, that's a big deal. And that's not something that's going to be robbed away from me because of any— faux-racism argument that you're making here. I'm not protecting anyone. I'm simply saying that no one, no, no no, no, big, phony white supremacy or whatever any of that is, is gonna stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. So,
4: CJ, and you I, believe that white supremacy in America is phony?
6: No, I believe that this idea that everything and anything is... No, 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 racist. no, I
4: didn't know, we didn't say everything. I'm asking you a question. Do you believe that white supremacy in America I, is real?
6: I answered the question. I said, I said there are issues with racism still in America today. Did,
4: did, 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 did you have any issue with the Proud Boys, uh, the role they played in the January 6th insurrection uh, where, where you also spoke here in D.C.? Hmm. With the Proud Boys, you
8: know,
6: I think they are literally minorities who are members of the
4: Proud Boys. So I, no, 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 know, no, I think... no, 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 no. You didn't answer my question. The Proud Boys is a white supremacist organization. They were, they were, the FBI has arrested numerous members because of their involvement and the Oath Keepers as well. So what I'm asking you, do you—they they are individuals who have made it clear they want a race war. So do you condemn that, or, or are you cool with the old keepers and the and the Proud Boys and their involvement with Republicans, Donald Trump, and the party on January 6th and even before that?
6: What really of it is is that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I condemn all acts of, of violence. No, no,
4: no, 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 no. I am not... See, that. that's that general... I condemn all acts of violence. No, no. I'm asking you a specific question about specific individuals who led the insurrection on January 6th in Washington, D.C., an event where you also spoke. Am I correct? Were you not a speaker January 6th?
6: I was a speaker.
4: You was? Yeah. God. Okay. So, what do you make of Oath Keepers, Proud Boys and their racism, and their involvement in leading an insurrection that attacked Capitol Police officers where they tried to actually harm members of Congress?
6: You know, at the end of the day, uh, from what I saw, uh, and and from my interactions with, uh, you know, those organizations, and I'm not all too familiar with everything they've ever said, so I'm not going to sit here and defend anything they've ever done or anything they've ever said, because I'm not in a position to do that. But what I will say is that I know leaders within those organizations who literally have black lives, who have black children.
4: Okay, so that, hold on. Let me tell you something. Hold <laughs> on. Let me tell you something. That was... Thomas Jefferson had, a, had uh, was raping a black woman who had Come kids. On, that that, that don't mean nothing. Let, let, man, let me... Explain. Do, do you understand? I've known There's, some white racists... I've known some yeah. white racists who had black women as side pieces. That don't mean a damn thing. So just because somebody's a black... Like, what I'm still asking you... These were individuals who were part of an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Do you not say that's not the kind of folks we should be involved with in this country? Those are the kind of folks that should be condemned and put in jail? Well,
6: I think I answered your question the first time you
4: asked. Okay, I I got it. See, Jane, Jane, CJ is actually doing exactly what you said. When you're making excuses, he won't even answer the question because he's afraid to publicly be real and he wants to make excuses for them.
2: Thank you, and, he and he doesn't understand the significance of the noose that they hung while they were doing that, committing that insurrection. They hung a noose there. It wasn't for those congressmen. It was to tell the people of color in this country, here's what's coming for you in morning. Make no mistake about that. That was not an accident that they hung a noose.
4: Reese, I, I got to pull you in here, because, Reese, here's what's interesting. I'm going go to toss it to you, Recy. I'm going to come back to CJ. Donald Trump specifically, and the Republican Party specifically called out voters in Detroit. That means black people. Voters in Milwaukee, that means black people. Voters in Philadelphia, that means black people. Voters in Atlanta, that means black people. You've got Congresswoman Stefanik, who specifically went on television and said there were 40,000 fraudulent votes in Fulton County. That means Atlanta. The Secretary of State called her a liar. They now want to replace Liz Cheney with Stefanik. What's interesting to me is how all of these black Republicans, like CJ, stood out there, Talking about Stop the Steal when they were specifically saying it was black voters who stole this election.
0: Mm. Well, you know, some of the best foot soldiers of white supremacy are black people. And at the end Mm. of the day, though, what I will say is everybody gets their N-word wake-up call. That's black people, that's Asian people, (laughs) that's Latino people. Everybody gets it except for white people. And and to be honest, poor white people get it, too, when they're getting their leg chopped off because their rural farms or their rural hospitals have been shut down and they got diabetes. That's Mm that N-word wake-up call, okay? And so you don't have to choose to be oppressed, DJ. And I, I applaud you. I think you're doing well, you know, given the fact that you have an agenda for why you're on this show. And I think you're definitely handling that agenda. But deep down inside, you have to know that N word wake-up call is coming to you one day. You in Alabama. It's gonna come to you. And you better be prepared. You can gaslight on here if you want to, but I hope you're really prepared deep down inside for that wake-up call. I'm not wishing ill on you, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying it's an inevitable fact of being melanated. If we're using the good Jane Elliott's language, it's an inevitable reality that we all face whether we want to or not. It's not a it's not even just a socioeconomic thing. It's not a pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing. It's a reality because you're not making the choice. Other people are making the choice in how they interact with you. Until you control how other people choose to interact with you, you don't have the power that you think you have. Now we have the power to control our reactions but you don't have the power to necessarily control other people react to you. But anyway, as far as the Stephen Nick, and this Liz Cheney thing, what is so amazing right now is that it's no longer a dog whistle, it's a bullhorn. And what mm. is, is, is giving people more power is being completely divorced from reality. The election has changed the point to where we don't just have disinformation that is running the Republican Party. We have delusion that's running it. They have completely bought in to the fact that, hey, we have 70% of these Republicans by the balls. They're willing to believe whatever the hell it is that we tell them, so let's go all in. Let's keep going with these delusional, completely fabricated claims because then we get them to buy on whatever that we're doing and to not notice the fact that, hey, more people, as C.J. Note- noted, we do have a vaccine. Yes, 150 Americans are vaccinated, that people are getting jobs, that people are getting health care, that there are all these perks that they are getting as a result of the Biden-Harris administration in which 100 percent of Republicans voted against. As long as they can keep them distracted from that part, and they can say voter voter fraud and the blacks in Georgia and the blacks and this place and the blacks in that place, then they're going to win. Unfortunately, the Republican Party in 2021 has not learned that you have to come with the rest of the country in terms of putting forth some policy solutions. The Republican Party used to have a brand of actually being about being for business and being for, you know, um, small government. Now their brand is all lies and delusion and racism. If they could actually put forth some sort of solutions, then maybe they could be more competitive. But if the way that they choose to be competitive is to suppress the vote, is to go all in on racism, and go all in in an alternate reality. And we're going to see how that far How far that gets them. Unfortunately, it can get them pretty far in the short term, but in the long term, we'll see how far it gets them and how much damage they do in the process.
4: So CJ, did it bother you at all when Donald Trump and Republicans were specifically targeting voters in Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Atlanta? Who were they talking about in those four cities? It doesn't
6: bother me, Roland, because I'm not—I don't see race in every comment that's made. So, so, you know, so why
4: did—so why did they pick those four cities? What, they, what's unique by, about those four cities?
6: Each of those elections in those cities were administered by Democrats. It no, 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 no no, no, no,
4: no, no, no. That's four specific cities. They didn't say Charlotte. They Democrats. didn't say Mecklenburg County. They didn't say Houston. They didn't say. They said four specific cities. They didn't say Lansing. They didn't say Pontiac. They said, they didn't say Racine. They said Milwaukee. They didn't say Scranton. They said Philadelphia. They didn't say Augusta. They said Atlanta. So, why specifically did they say those four cities?
6: Roland, you can ask me that question four more times, the answer will be the same. So, you don't
4: think it was because Those four cities had significant numbers of black voters.
6: No, because I refuse to live in this ideal world that you live in where everything is racist and everything... No, 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 no. no.
4: So so why didn't they pick a majority white city where there were Democratic voters? Because, see, if your argument is they were Democrat, no, 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 but they were real specific. In fact, Donald Trump had a partial recount in Wisconsin, and it was of Milwaukee. So you, in in, in your clear vision, in your free-thinking vision, you can't make the connection Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Detroit?
6: I think those are all urban centers with huge populations. So when the Republicans
4: in Michigan said, let's certify all votes in Michigan except Detroit, what did they mean?
6: They mean, let's look at the city with the largest population in the state where the most votes are going to be found, and let's make sure those votes are right. That's what they meant. Yeah,
4: okay. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm Bro, sure. guys, ask our young brother a question. You, yes, you Greg, go ahead. I'm, just... I'm going to go Greg, then Jane. Just go break, ahead, I'm sorry.
7: Just very quickly. Uh, uh, brother CJ, do you think that in this country people should have access to a kind of basic level of of, of, of quality or affordable and affordable health care.
6: You know, I think, I think we do need to do that. I think the way that we do that is, is different than the way some people on the left have suggested through a single-payer system. I think that the way we do that is by allowing people to buy health care across state lines, letting the free market work, driving down the cost of health care so that it's more accessible. It's a damn shame that in, in, in this country we have an infant mortality rate higher than some developing countries because of the lack of accessibility to health care that we have in this nation. Uh, Republicans have dropped the ball on that issue. Democrats talk about health care all day long. They have these plans. Even though they're bad plans, I don't endorse those plans. I don't like those plans. At least they have a plan for it. Republicans spent years talking about over repealing Obamacare, but never came up with a solution to it. And so people were like, why don't Republicans care about health care? It's because we haven't talked
7: about it enough and we haven't presented a plan to do it. So yeah, I agree with you. We definitely I, need okay, to do I that. I appreciate it. I appreciate I I appreciate that, brother. So we're on a one-a-quarter of that now. Yeah, we might debate and disagree on how to get access, but let's get very specific and tune this in. Uh, In the recent package that was passed by the federal government, um, with the the unified Republican uh, uh, lack of support, in the state where you're now going to school, Alabama, uh, Medicaid expansion would put 300,000 more Alabamas on the uh, role to get access to healthcare. It uh, would it also uh, bring $900 million to Alabama. And this is taxpayer money. We all pay taxes in one form or another. Uh, $900 million, almost a billion dollars, to Alabama because the federal government would pick up 90% of the cost. Uh, the governor of Alabama, a Republican, K. Ivey, has said that she's willing to consider it. And many of those folks, if not most of the folks, who will receive access to the kind of health care that we both agree people should have in this country will be white. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Should Alabama go for Medicaid expansion? Currently, it's one of 12 states that will not accept Medicaid expansion, all of them controlled by Republicans. But what do you think about that in Alabama, brother?
6: You know, I'll be real with you. I'm a, I'm a big fiscal conservative. I think that, you know, Every solution should be looked at. At the end of the day, we have to look at to what type of nation uh, our next generation is going to inherit. You know, we can't keep spending and spending and spending and expecting no one to foot the bill because it's going to be my generation that has to do that. You know, I want to solve this issue. I want to ensure that everyone who wants healthcare has access to it in a way that doesn't explode the side of government and doesn't lead to a ballooning deficit. Um, I don't know if Medicaid expansion is the way that we accomplish that. Uh, But I do believe that it's going to take both sides of the aisle coming together to really address this healthcare issue that we have in this country.
4: But before I go to uh, Jane, um, okay. CJ, did you express? Why did you express any opposition to the federal deficits when it blew up under Donald Trump?
6: Yeah, I've always been a fiscal conservative, and I think that uh, I've been pretty consistent in.
4: That. No, 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 no. That's not what I asked you. Did you ex- did you express when you were out there touting Donald Trump, saying four more years? Did you at any point say Donald Trump's? Exploding of the federal deficit in the last four years, and the, all the Republicans who voted for those bills that exploded the deficit—they were wrong. Did you at any point say that?
6: I think there were Republicans that voted against some of those
4: uh, bills. That- uh, no, 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 no. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Hold you say you're a fiscal conservative, right? I am. Were you? You, you were not aware of the exploding deficit with the with the uh, bills passed by Trump and Republicans?
0: It's not
6: about lack of awareness. As I said, I've always been a physical conservative and maintain that.
4: No, no, no. I'm saying, but is that, but, but 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 did you ever say Republicans and Donald Trump, y'all are wrong for this exploding deficit?
6: My commitment to ensuring that America is a physical conservative nation has been steadfast. No no
4: no no, no. but you answered my question. It's very simple. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. When you were out there championing Donald Trump. When you were at the Stop the Steal rallies, when you were there on January 6th, did you at, ever, at any point say, by the way, y'all, I'm a fiscal conservative, Donald Trump, y'all have exploded the debt, y'all are making it harder for my generation, y'all need to rein in spending? Did you ever say that?
6: Well, as I said, I've been a fiscal conservative and maintained that. When Bernie Sanders was talking about expanding health care in a way that was going to cost $1 trillion... I-, I specifically
4: asked you, did you ever criticize republic current republicans and donald trump for exploding the deficit in the last four years it's either a yes or a no cj
6: oh that's that's an absolute yes when these omnibus bills came through congress i opposed them i thought they were stupid i think you attach all these riders all these crazy legislation to one big bill that's a must pass it's bad for our country it's it's But you
4: wanted four more years of trump right well, four more years of a president who was going to
6: bring about economic opportunity, ballooning job growth, record numbers on the stock market. So that's oh, interesting. Yeah.
4: That's interesting. So you like the ballooning stock market, but you did not criticize him on the ballooning deficit.
6: Well, as I've said three times now, I've always been a steadfast opponent of anything that balloons our, our national debt.
4: Oh, uh, really- but you, but you supported the guy who was ballooning the debt
6: for all four years. That created jobs, a record number of jobs. We had more jobs in this country than there were people to fill them. Rolling. Got it. That's just- Administration.
4: Got God it. God bless him. Roland. Got it. I, I, I'm just. I just find it to be curious. Um, I'm. I'm. A, I'm going to um, uh, Jane. I, I want to uh, show this, Jane. Cause I. I, I, I would just, Rain. You started. You. What you're doing, Jane. The day after Dr. King was assassinated uh, on April 4th, 1968. That's what you told me in the previous interview. Um, you've. We talked about voting, things along those lines. Jane, I just. I've got to get your thoughts on the junior senator from alabama when he was asked when he was running against senator doug jones about the voting rights act go to my computer please the
1: thing about the voting rights act is uh, uh it's you know you you, 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 you there, there's a lot of different things you can look at it as you know who's it gonna help <laughs> uh you know what direction do we need to go with it uh I think it's important that that everything we do, we keep secure, we keep an eye on it, it's run by our government, and it's run to, to the point that we, it, it's it. got structure to it, it's like education, I mean, it's got to have structure, uh, now for some reason, we look at things to change, to think we're going to make it better, but we better do a lot of work on it before we make that change.
4: Jane, that is the former Auburn football coach who is now the junior United States senator from the state of Alabama, Tommy Tuberville.
2: He is not very different from most of the people who are supporting Mr. Trump and his policies. 40% of the people in in the electorate in this country would support a man who would say it's all right to deny people the vote based on the color of their skin.
4: So, Jane, where do we go? Where do
2: we go? So if we we are to... we We have to educate these young people. This young man is an example of what we haven't done with education. He needs to be taught the truth. We haven't been teaching the truth in the schools in this country for the last 300 years. This is a problem of education. Educators are supposed to lead people out of ignorance. You can see that this young man should be listening to you three adults who know what you're talking about. He is trying to teach you. You have forgotten more since breakfast than he will ever know. You have been, you have experienced things that he will never experience, but he will experience them if he doesn't, doesn't get his head on straight and start reading the history as it really happened instead of reading it as he was told in the schools in the United States of America. He firmly believes that a person who can make the amount of money that our former president did by grifting others is more admirable than you three people who know what you're talking about. You've been where he's going. What you're trying to do is set it up so he doesn't have to go through what you have gone through. That doesn't have to happen again. We could put a stop to this if we chose to, but instead we are perpetuating this myth as long as we keep this people like this young man in the dark. If we can keep him believing the lie, that's how long we can perpetuate racism in this country. We think. But it isn't going to work. We are melanemic people are going to be grossly outnumbered and it's coming faster than we expected it. We've got to change our behaviors. We've got to change our attitude. We've got to change our beliefs. We've got to change our myths. And we've got to stop telling myths as though they are facts. We've got to start dealing with the truth in this country. Mm-hmm. Final mm-hmm. comment. I'm gonna
4: go now to Reese. <laughs>
2: My
0: final comment is, um, I don't believe for one second that CJ doesn't know better, bless you. I'm not trying to lecture you or anything like that. I think you're doing what you you set out to do, which is, you have a brand, you have an agenda, you're young, you have a bright future ahead of you in the conservative world if you continue to regurgitate your talking points and stick to that script. But I just say again, I hope you don't get that N-word wake-up call that we all get one day, one way or another.
4: CJ.
6: Well, Roland, I want to thank you for having me. I actually really did have a good time today. So thank you so much for extending the invitation. But really, beyond all that, I will say, you know, I'm not a victim. I've never been, I don't live in a constant state of oppression. I believe that we create the opportunities that we want to have in this country. I'm proud to have supported President Trump. We'll be proud to support him again in the event that he does run. But really, what this is all about for me, this is bigger than race. I think the way that we actually bridge the racial divide, the way that we actually ensure that black and brown people are uplifted in this nation is by encouraging, uh, you know, actual policies that are going to uplift our people, right? Policies that are going to ensure that we are able to create small businesses, policies are going to ensure that we're not wedded to the federal government for entitlement spending, like, food stamps, welfare, whatever. We need to create victors, not victims. That's what I'm all about. That's my idea. That's my platform. That's my agenda. It's not about pushing Donald Trump's plan or pushing white people or whatever. It's about pushing the idea that black people control their own destiny in this country because we are no longer slaves. We are people that control who we wish to be, who we are, and that's what I believe. Period.
4: Grant Carr.
7: Yeah, no, this has been very useful, I think, in in some ways. In other ways, not so much. Um, But Reese cut through all of it uh, when it comes to uh, this specific conversation. Uh, You did your job well, young brother. You stayed on brand. As a general Zer. You you know the importance of sticking to a message when folks aren't going to dig much deeper. And uh, just know that there have always been individuals who oppressors of all type have picked out of the groups that are oppressed in order to do two things, give them a bit of a safety valve and a bit of a fig leaf, as you heard Professor Elliott say. And also Uh those people are, 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 are well rewarded. That's the second thing. And you're right about Colin Powell. Colin Powell back in January said, you know, I, I no longer am affiliated with the Republican Party, but that isn't because he, he didn't want to be a fiscal conservative. That isn't uh, because he's not a warmonger, because he absolutely is. And another reason not to look at Lynn Cheney as a hero, her father is the reason there, there are a number of women and men who are dead right now um, for the misadventure uh, overseas to o- 20 years that's been going on. But uh, ultimately, it pays well. And uh, as Reese said, I hope you don't get that wake up call. But as Professor Elliott uh, has, has, has said, you know, we're trying to help you understand that no matter how well you do as an individual, uh, in the words of France Fanon, you are overdetermined from without. Because race uh-huh. is not something people who enslaved your ancestors brought, it is something that was created to keep your ancestors in place. And once we fought our way out of that, to keep them on the bottom of this very deeply capitalist structure. And so as you are there in Alabama, uh, and if you can name all 50 states, you can say at least one word in a half a dozen, uh, actually, no, what I'm gonna say in a half dozen, at least a couple of dozen Native American languages, meaning the first crime of this country was settler colonialism, never forget that no matter how you think about yourself as an individual, um, I hope, cause you know, I've spent many dark nights in Alabama, let us all pray that whatever you're saying and doing won't turn into a situation when you confront the fact that no matter how you feel about yourself, it is how this country feels about you that determines a lot of your life chances and a lot of the life chances of the people who will remain oppressed, in part because you will be used as a pawn by those who will keep us oppressed by saying, but look, there's CJ. So just be, uh-huh. be careful, brother. And, and our doors are always open. I hope you come back for more of
4: this conversation. Jane, it. close it out, Jane.
2: You've all said it all. I don't need to say any more. I'm just, I'm just shocked that this young man, with all his education, doesn't know what's going on in this country. I don't understand how he cannot see what's going on around him. Yes, I do too. He's young and he will grow up. If he is allowed to grow up in this country, I will be extremely pleased.
4: Mm. I'll close it out this way my uh my position is very simple uh and I, I, I lo- no no no, no i gonna leave it on a fire shot I, I love I love the people who uh, run their miles on Twitter uh like this uh I don't know who this ignorant woman is um uh her, Robin Barnes out of Michigan um she's uh, the CEO and principal broker of Latitude Luxury Real Estate in Michigan uh, first of all, don't she don't. said, uh, well, you know, why why are you picking on this kid? Now, CJ will tell you, uh, a whole bunch of CJ supporters uh, were saying the same thing before CJ turned 18. I said, see... I'm,
1: I'm glad to be here. I don't no, 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 no,
4: no, 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 I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what she said. And CJ confirm it, I said it. I'm gonna wait till he turned 18 when he grown before I invite him on the show so y'all can stop whining and saying, why are you picking on a kid? I said, we'll wait. When he turned 18, I said, now you can come on the show. The other thing is this here. All the folks talking about, oh, let somebody finish. This is real simple for me, CJ. And if anybody, I've had black conservatives on my show before. I've had different people. When somebody says something is not true, I'm a jack them. I don't care whether you conservative, liberal, when you use stuff that's factually incorrect. I'ma stop you because I can't let the audience. This I, I ain't Tucker. I'm not Sean. I'm not that fool Grant Sean Spicer, Laura Ingram. I don't let non-factual stuff slide on the show. Last one. If I answer, this is all my advice. My only advice for you, CJ. When somebody asks answer you ask you a question, don't obfuscate, don't deflect. Just answer the question because here's the deal. When you don't answer the question, it sounds like you don't want to answer the question. And so I'm a press folk. So, and I get, hey, everybody, I I know how to stay on point. I know how not to get trapped. But the point I'm saying is, you're going to come on. Hey, answer it. Say it. Nope. I didn't call Donald Trump out when it came to the deficit, but I still supported him. That's the only deal there. But this is all I ask. This is all I ask you, CJ. And I've said this to, to Eugene, I've said it to Chris, I've said it uh, to, to Paris, said it to Shermichael, I can name every black Republican I've had. Don't be afraid to check your party. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to check your party on race. Don't be afraid to say to your party when they screw up, hey, y'all ain't doing what's right. Do not defend their bullshit. Because what they want are black people to give them cover. And all I'm saying, as a brother who's 52, who knows Michael Williams, when when a Republican would not condemn black church burnings, his wife Donna said, they were going to have a fundraiser in her house, at their house. Donna said, ain't no man welcome in my house who will not condemn the burning of black churches. Michael worked for Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush, and he worked for Governor George W. Bush, said, no, will we not be a fundraiser in our house? And so what I ask of black Republicans, be like Bob Brown, be like Alfonso Jackson, be like black Republicans who are willing to challenge their party, be like Michael Steele to call them out when they're wrong. And let me be real clear, you said a whole bunch of Democrats No how I jammed them up and speaker Nancy Pelosi's office been avoiding me for 10 months and I'm calling her out constantly and I'm letting them know. And trust me, I ain't on no Obama mailing list because I also was willing to critique him when need be. I ain't a Democrat. I ain't a Republican. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative because of Jane. I'm a melanated man. For my mom and daddy, I'm a black man, Reesey. I'm going to go with you on that one. And we're going to call it like it is. That's how we're going to roll. Folks, uh, I appreciate it. Great conversation. It's a whole bunch of other stuff we had, but I blew the rest of the whole show up. That's what you do when you own your shit. Jane, it's always great to see you. Thank you so very much. Reesey, glad to have you back. Your newborn baby, thank you so very much. Uh, CJ, we'll have you back if you want to come back. Greg Carr, always a pleasure, my alpha brother. Oh. And all you... Oh. Yeah, Jane, go ahead.
2: You are all welcome to come to my house in Iowa, but you especially, CJ, I want to see you at my house in Iowa. <laughs> and I want to sit down with you and have a discussion as to how lucky you are to still be alive.
4: All right, <laughs> hey, we can <laughs> hop in the Ro-Ro-Mobile and take a trip to Iowa. In this
2: be <laughs> something. Where, where, where you are, you are seen, as something we need to destroy. Make no mistake about this. I don't want... I want this stopped. But we won't get it stopped as long as you go along with the people who are perpetrating it. You can't Mm. go along to get along and put a stop to the nonsense. If I haven't learned anything else in my life in the last 87 years, I've learned that. I could go along Mm. and not be kicked out of my family. I refuse to do that. When you see something wrong, you have to name it, you have to stop it. What you're seeing is wrong, but you don't want to see it that way because they're appealing to your vanity. And Mm. you are gorgeous. You are gorgeous, there's no doubt about it. But they will destroy you, they will destroy you. As they tried to destroy Mm. C.T. Vivian, they never got that done. They destroyed Martin Luther King Jr. I don't want that to happen to you. I've met C.T. Vivian. He was young like you were once. And he learned the hard way what you have to do to survive as a black male in the United States of America.
4: Reverend Dr. C.T. Vivian was my frat brother and I always enjoyed the opportunity to sit down and chat with him. He was an absolutely great man. We <laughs> lost him last year uh, and we miss him dearly. Uh, folks, yeah. I, I appreciate it. everybody who watched. Thank you so very much. Y'all, please support what we do here at Roland Martin Unfiltered. Ain't nobody else having these kind of real conversations. Join our Brina Funk Fan Club, Cash App, Dollar Sign, RM Unfiltered, PayPal.me forward slash RM Martin Unfiltered, Venmo.com forward slash RM Unfiltered, Zale, rolling at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com Y'all supported what we do uh, and because look, we all about giving y'all, this was straight unfiltered today, that's all it was We keep it real, we keep it black, we keep it honest we keep it hot, and look if you can't handle this conversation ain't my damn problem To all y'all New York Yankees fans highlight them Astros kicking y'all butt today, don't be haters don't be haters Mark Thompson all about the strobes. I'm gonna see y'all tomorrow from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, where we're gonna be live streaming and broadcasting the Andrew Brown Jr. Rally. Oh, and to all the fools who tried to say I got ran out of Elizabeth City, North Carolina, hmm, I wonder why they invited me back. But y'all asses ain't showing up there. Don't worry, y'all can watch our live stream. Before I go, don't forget, Conversation we have right now on my Facebook page, Andrew Young uh, and Cliff Albright. Roll it. Just about hurting black folk.
8: Right. Nope, that's not it. That's the wrong
4: one. I need you to roll the ambassador Andrew Young. There you go, that one.
3: We put another nail in the coffin for the racism. You talk about awakening America, it led to a historic summer of, of protest. I hope our younger generation don't ever forget that nonviolence is soul force. Right.
4: Go to our Facebook page right now. And you can see that conversation with Andrew Young and Cliff Albright. Now this Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to premiere Rev. Dr. William J. Barber and a sister who climbed that flagpole and took down the Confederate flag, flag in South Carolina, Bree Newsome, sneak peek of their conversation.
1: White supremacists ain't just
0: about
7: hurting black folk.
0: Right. You
4: got to deal with it. It's injustice. It's wrong.
0: I do feel like in this generation, we've got to do more around being intentional and resolving conflict You process. and I have
7: always agree. Yeah. But we agree on... The big piece, yeah. Now, conflict is not about destruction,
0: conflict's gonna happen.
4: All right, y'all. The six part series we have the first was Tiffany Laughlin, Jennifer B. Cole, And second one's Andrew Young, uh, Cliff Albright, the third one is Bree Newsom, Reverend Dr. William J. Barber, premieres on Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on my Facebook page and Instagram page as well. Y'all, check all of those out. We got six of them. Two are already aired, third one airs on Monday. I told y'all, ain't nobody doing what we doing. That's why y'all gotta support us in what we do. I'ma see y'all tomorrow from Elizabeth City, North Carolina.
0: Let's go places.